1: That's the only thing that counts, and I mean literally a logo shop. Hold on to your butts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I'm Gary, your host, and today we get the chance to hear part two of a conversation with some card shop owners and uh, guys that do a, just a fantastic job of not only uh, buying and selling and investing and collecting, but helping others uh, do better at that. So hopefully you've heard part one with Keith Newhart from Newhart Cards. This is Brian Rideout, and uh, just a great conversation. I, I had a blast seeing these guys again at their show in Delaware, Ohio. And I think, you know, I would listen to, go back and listen to the first episode uh, posted a few days ago before you listen to this one. But yeah, this is one of those you're listening in on a great conversation, getting some ideas and hearing about one man's experience really and how cards uh, came back to him at a very important uh, uh, turning point in his life. So I love getting to hear uh, Brian's story and uh, let's get after it. And thanks for coming on the Hoops and Cards podcast, man.
0: Oh, no problem, man. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. It's definitely,
0: uh, uh, you know, I'm glad to be able to add something to it. You know, like saying earlier, we've known each other for years and kind of got yep. you back into it coming in here. So it's good that we can kind of give back to you now. So. Thank
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. I remember coming in, like like we said, eight years ago mm-hmm. or so to your downtown shop and you had just started. Yeah,
0: so I started probably April of 2014, so it was right around that time frame probably.
1: Okay, so spring of 2014, and you're, if I remember correctly, like some of you guys, you're in different parts of the world, and you've told me, hey, I don't have a card shop in my town. I don't have a show to go Mm -hmm. to, Um, but fortunately, we have amazing ways to buy and, Mm -hmm. and sell cards, and that, if I remember correctly, that's a big part of your story was, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm out of the country, you, know, you're, you were serving in the military. Maybe you could give a little bit of your story because I think yeah. cards are a big part of it.
0: Yeah, cards are a huge part of my story. It's actually like, you know, the reason I'm back into cards now is because of what happened when I was in the military. So uh, 2000, I kind of got back into cards a little bit, late 2011, 2012, just buying packs at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Then 2000, uh, 2012, deployed to Iraq. Was medevaced back in uh, June of that year. Spent like three weeks in the hospital, and I in uh launched Germany. Didn't understand German language. Mm. There was only so much soccer and sports you could watch. You know, so <laughs> it was. Eventually, I was on YouTube, and I'm like, "What are sports cards doing nowadays?" You know, like yeah. I kind of dabbled, but I didn't know anything about brakes. I didn't know anything about how big eBay and all these other platforms were. So that three weeks laying in the hospital bed, and not being able to do anything, is what got me back into it, and then. After that, I was returned to duty for roughly a year and a half and went for the last nine to tw- nine to ten months I was in a warrior transition unit at Fort Knox okay so then I started doing group breaks on my own. I started enlisting on eBay and that pretty much luckily in that unit, you just have to show up and let them know that you're still alive until they can medically retire you or whatever Cause yeah. I, I was I knew I was getting out with uh, medical retirement I didn't know what the percentage was but that year allowed me to get back in the cards and really find my love for the business side and for the hobby, Mm -hmm. you know, as what it was more than anything, laying in the hospital bed, going through all the medical stuff, looking at cards took me back to being a kid and the innocence of Mm -hmm. collecting with your buddies. So it's like, I could forget about all the BS of Iraq, all the BS of, you know, the surgeries and the whatever. So it was just, you know, it was a way for me, you know, to work on my mental health in a way, but it also like shown me, you know, a whole different path once I knew that time, because I knew I was limited, so I knew there'd be, you know, something at the end where I'd have to start over again. I was only 30 years old. Wow. And that's how I got into it, so.
1: Wow. Well, um, first of all, like, thank you. I know you hear this as a cliche, but seriously, thank you for your service and your sacrifice, and I'm sorry for what you had to go through. Like, uh, right? I mean, things things and experiences that nobody should have to...
0: It's interesting, because, like... You know, from my perspective, it's always been, well, I went through it. Like, I'm still here. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, I still have to get out of bed and wake up every morning because whatever those issues were, like, they didn't take me out. So, why, you know, for the mental side, like, you you know, I've had my ups and downs with it all, but you know, cards have been a big, like I said, it's therapy being at the shop. Totally, so totally. for me, it was like, all right, well, this is what happened. This is what my life is now going forward. What can I do to make the best of it? Yeah. And, and for, you know, for me, that was just doing what I do now, grinding out cards and talking cards. I'm a 38 year old, 14 year old every day <laughs> of my life. It's, it's not, there's a lot bigger problems in this world than I have to do. Uh, right. So, it, you know, it's, you have the ups and downs, you know, it, any any adversity in life, it sucks to go through it, mm. but adversity, it, it it will allow you to learn more about yourself, learn yeah. more about what you're capable of and what the people around you are capable yeah. of, and you really see, like, who's there for you, who isn't, and it allows you to really, you know, streamline and say, hey, I'm about me, like, I got a second chance at life, or, you know, whatever that is, Yeah, know? let me do it right this time, or let me, you know, attempt to do it what right is, whatever that is, you know, yeah. so...
1: Yeah, well, and cards for you—not just um, uh, like a fun outlet, a connection with home, a something I can do to keep my mind occupied as I'm going through all these things, but also it's connected you with so many people. Like oh, yeah. at some point, yeah. you met Keith,
0: yeah, who's this guy from back home who's starting yep. the store. Like, how did you guys meet? So it, it's kind of funny because, you know, like I said, the last year I was in the military, I was at Fort Knox, and uh, okay family's always been from central ohio it's like at the time my current wife and i were dating she was in ohio so i would come up on the weekends and visit her and visit my mom and family and i actually had visited almost all the shops in central ohio bought boxes and was mm. a true customer at that point because i was doing my own thing i was on vacation i would come home rip a box of cards or whatever yeah and never got up here to delaware to actually meet keith reached out to him like a week you know a couple it was probably a month or two after i was in kentucky and i'm like hey um Yeah, I haven't had a chance to get up there yet, but, you know, I'm coming in town. I'd like to meet, you know. Mm -hmm. Are you open? And we set it up and came in, and him and I just clicked. Like, you know, I could tell, like, his personality is real laid back. He's, you know, he's a grown kid also, you know, at heart. So it just worked, and and I was already doing cards, and being, like you said a little previous in the conversation, being in the military stage in Germany, I didn't have access to cards but online. Mm, So it was eBay, it was group breaks, you know. There were a few collectors here and there, but there weren't a lot. There was occasional boxes at the PX, but you didn't have a hobby shop like within an hour or two hours usually. So, yeah. for me, it was all online. And then I come back here stateside, and I'm already doing the online side. And it's like, I like, I actually, it's, it's, I just had this conversation with my brother not so long ago. We were probably seven, eight years old, so or I was, so this was probably 30 years ago. I said, like, mm-hmm. one day I'm gonna own my own baseball card shop, and I don't own this. But you know Keith and I's relationship over the years, he's allowed me to have a lot of that say in the decisions and, yeah. and valued my opinion. So I've got to experience, you know, my eight-year-old dream of owning a card shop and a right way. and 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 a and, great one. Yeah, it and it's so much it's, good. And for for me, it's like everything I do. It's you know I, I want to do my best. And mm-hmm. and as a customer or a collector, you know, first and foremost, like. There's a certain way that I want to get my cards in the mail. There's a certain way that I want my cards presented or yeah. displayed. You know, there's a certain type of knowledge that I expect the people selling my cards to have. Yeah. So, coming into it, after being the collector, it really helped. And and Keith had a lot of the older, you know, the vintage knowledge and and some of the eyeball stuff where I wasn't into it. And then I had done all the modern stuff and online with breaks. So it was like, well, why don't we work together? And I think I start out, I would take four or five cards back to kentucky with me okay and then i would sell them on facebook and i'd take 10 percent send him the rest and it was a way for him to move almost cards. like consignment or yeah something. it was like a consignment uh-huh. but it was just you know i was in the facebook groups and stuff so i would go in and mm-hmm. and razz them was the term back then you know like i don't i'm sure it's still around but you know it's kind of frowned upon depending on who you ask nowadays because yeah. it's a gamble but yeah i would so i would do that and and just kind of built trust with me through that and then once i was out and I knew that I was going to be back here. And so I was like, hey, let's work together. Let's do something. And, you know, originally I came the first probably six, seven months. I was going to be doing box breaks online. Just okay. going live, ripping boxes. And and one of the things to, to speak on Keith a little bit that I always yeah. admired about him in the shop is he never over leveraged himself. He never put himself in a bind. He always said hey if i'm going to do this i'm going i'm going to do it to 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 last yeah. to stand the test of time i'm not going to yeah you know build this you know basically a house of cards that can be knocked over you know i want yeah. a steady foundation so you know the earlier days were slow because there was only a handful of boxes even though they were a lot cheaper now than they are nowadays we you know everything was based on how much sales you had so this is what i could order right. so the breaking didn't really take <laughs> off because we didn't have cases and cases of stuff or or if we did, we had to keep some for the shop. And I think, like, it may not have even been eight months. It was, like, September of the year that I started. So I started in April that year. September 14, I had had another surgery. Okay. And I was out for two or three weeks. And when I came back, I said, Yeah, I don't think the breaks are worth. You know, we're just not making it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're paying me this much. And, you know, we're only selling a handful. I was like, why don't you just let me list and we'll start working on, on eBay. And at the time, I think, I mean our eBay inventory at that time was in a four row box. If that tells you how small it was. I mean, yeah. That, that was my
1: question. Like if was Keith doing any eBay stuff he or was, was he yeah. just, okay, a so little bit, he,
0: he was doing a little bit. And one of, one of my strong suits, I guess, you know, one of the, the, the things about me is, is I, I'm very task oriented. I'm, you know, give me a, give me some, a job and I'll, you know, I'll execute. Yeah. And I get a weird satisfaction out shipping cards. It's just, it's a, it's a, you know, it's like one of those every day I I know that I'm going to have, I'm going to complete something, you know, like there's 38 packages or 138 at the end of the day, that's going to be zero, whether I like it or not, like it's going to be zero. So for me and the competitive side of me, like how quick can I get that to zero accurately without, so his weak part was he would print the label and let him sit here for a week because he didn't <laughs> want to take it to the post office or he hated the ship. So he never mm-hmm. really wanted to blow the eBay up because he knew he'd have to do more of that. And he was doing it all as a one-man show. Mm-hmm. So once I was in here, I was like, dude, like, I'll ship but you're not, you packages.
1: But you enjoy the shipping. Yeah. Because you feel like a sense of accomplishment yeah, or a sense of... Exactly. It's okay. like a
0: sense of accomplishment. And whether for me, at the end of the day, it's like it's whatever it is, whatever that insert you know blank yeah. Whether it be the shipping, whether it be listing, whether it be, you know, talking cards. Like, I, I compete with myself first and foremost. So yeah. if I listed 100 cards yesterday, I'm doing 101 today. So it was, okay. it was just constant motivation. And that's, you know, that's what I like about, you know, he's got the the, the, the people skills. And he yeah. likes to talk to people. Put me in a cave with my headphones in and, and just give go. me a job to do. And, and it's really worked out. I think, I, I didn't look today, but I think last time I checked, we were roughly... Close to 13,000 total items, 12,200 unique items on eBay. On eBay. So, yeah. I mean, and everything's, you know, by an hour best offer. So that's, you know, at least I'm not running auctions and trying to ship buying it. So, right. You know, right. But, you know, we're, there's days where I ship out 100 packages. There's days where I ship out 20. You know, it just depends. Usually, if I can list, you know, because I do all the listing for the most part. So, yeah. If I list 100, you know, today then tomorrow sales are going to be up. But if I if we're busy in here and I list five, then we're probably going to have a slow day on eBay. But that translates to so now I can list more because I have more time to list, less time yeah. to ship. So yeah, it's it's a trade off in everything. But it, for me, it's all competition. And you know,
1: well, it's been worth it. Yeah, sorry, sorry, it's no, it's been fine. so worth yeah. it because everything I hear from Keith is like he was on a good path. Yeah. But then once you came and added the <laughs> online. energy like the online emphasis at what percentage of your cards overall or business overall would you say is online because it's so crushing it i mean it's
0: yeah the the interesting thing is like prior to covid i would i would probably and keith would give you he's much more in tune with the actual numbers like i just kind of coming and do it right so yeah yeah like it may be a little off prior to covid i would say we were probably 60 40 70 30 ebay versus in-store revenue so more sales online but then, when COVID happened, and after we got through that that early period of like, are we allowed to be open, or can we? Right, you know, right. Everything started going up. So now, you know, I'm sure you know you being into it, coming in when you did, and then getting back into mm-hmm. it, or coming back over the last couple of years, you've seen the difference to where like you could get a prism box at 100 bucks or less at one point back in <laughs> 2014, 15. <2015. Right? laughs> now they're, you know, Keith said this year's prism is going to be 1500 a box, uh, and it's like, it, I can't, it's wildly, I can right? So yeah. like. It's hard for me as you know, no matter how many items we have, I can't compete with the fact that that box is up $400 or $1,400 on what it used to be. So nowadays, I'd say we're probably 70 30 in store versus eBay. So, okay, but well, and uh, good, yeah, that's just you know, eBay's always dictated. I mean, it's volume, so yeah, if we have more time to allocate or if we you know hire someone, put those numbers are going to go up. But the hobby is so strong with the amount of people in it That the retail side is just killing it To be honest I don't
1: know if you remember this with me necessarily But probably with a lot of people Is when it's a brand new product And I open it Whether I get something awesome or not The the highest that value is for a while Is right now Like day one And so you would be like Gary, you gotta list if mm. if you wanna get any of that money back yeah. soon, you gotta list like twenty of those cards tonight. And yeah. I remember one night it was around um like November of fourteen. I bought yeah. a box of whatever kind of football and I didn't get I might have got one really good card, but the others I was like, it's day one. You know how some people will pay a pay a premium yeah. just to get it first or to get the
0: yeah. anytime you can be the first to the market, you're gonna get top yeah. dollar. Right? Yeah.
1: And yeah. so I went I went home and I, and I like listed 20, 25 cards, printed all the, you know, I, I, when people started buying them, cause they were auctions, yeah. one day auction, build it up yep. and I ended up shipping all those. Number one, that was exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I want to yeah. do this so often, yeah. but number two, I learned how to do it mm-hmm. and learn how to do it well. And you were good about, I don't know how many people you end up just randomly giving advice about online sales. But I try
0: to anybody like, Oh, it's like, it's one of those things like not to catch off. Yeah. I yeah. Really want you to finish all that. Um, for me, like, I love it. I love everything about parts. And yes, we are a shop. People do sell us stuff. That's how we make a living, right? That's how right. you know, we buy on, on margins and make money. But at the end of the day, like, if as a shop, if I tell you that you can't go do it yourself or if I don't try to at least help you learn, what service am I doing to you? I'm Because that's just making it look like I only care about the sale of that box and nothing else. I At the end of the day, like, whether we buy your cards or you sell them yourself I want you to come back in and buy another box so I want you to maximize that money so if I can give someone some advice or hey like this is where I've messed up in the past yeah don't make this mistake like it's just it's part of the love of the hobby or cards and and you know I struggle a lot you know with the social side Mm. you know I I, because of my personality I get very to myself very Mm. and you know like yeah. I can go days without talking to people. You know, I'm married and got my nephew at home, who's my son basically. But you know, mm-hmm. here like it gives me a social side and kinda of breaks me out of that shell too to be able because I'm talking about something I love, so that yeah. I can kind of overshadow the social anxiety of dealing with somebody that I don't know or someone yeah. I just met. So
1: Well, maybe it's because of that environment, like you come across as very comfortable in that or like very It's and...
0: for me it is comfort. Like that I talk about that like I'm technically supposed to be off on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Yeah. 99% of the time I'm here on from Tuesday at 2 o'clock until 7 o'clock because this is my happy place. So yeah. So, like, any social issues, any any issues with family or whatever it is, my health, you know, because I do have to stay on top of that with all this stuff over the mm-hmm. years. Like, no matter what's going on outside there, the moment I come in here, it all changes, and I, I'm i in a better mood. I You know, it's so weird, but it's just, you know, it's the therapy of it. Right, and, and right because of the social issue I, you know the social anxieties I don't talk to a lot of people outside of here unless you know it's in passing or whatever friendly stuff but in here because I'm comfortable it allows allow me to open up and actually have the conversation get to know somebody that I may just walk by on the street so mm-hmm. in a way it's, it's dual therapy not only is it you know therapy for me you know dealing with my mental health or whatever but then it allows me to kind of break my shell and get more comfortable talking yeah. to people, you know, and work yeah. on those things. So, it's, at the end of the day, if it's cards, like, I'll probably pretty much tell you, give you the whole book on how to do it, at least as far as I know, you know. There's yeah. people out there that know more than me, but, yeah, you know, I, I always want to help people, you know, first and foremost, and I think that's why Keith and I have done so well. It's, like, at the end of the day, like, I want to help him get to a place where, you know, of, of achievement, whether it be, you know, with selling the shop one day and being able to buy a retirement home, whatever, you know, whatever the end goal is, right. like, Right. I'm 10 years roughly younger than him so theoretically that means I have 10 more years at the end of the day so like I'm learning a lot through him and I have over the to eventually maybe do this on my own one day mm-hmm. or take this over whatever it is but you know first and foremost it's about helping you know like yeah, you know, with all the negativity that I've been through with mm. all the medical stuff like love and people are like what's the one constant throughout it all like yeah. when you've had your worst day like I'm sure you've seen in your line of work like people that you wouldn't even expect become like that that person for you or that that you know that helps you get through that moment and and that's what cards are so like it's just you know I learn I get to experience and I get to help you know and and, yeah you know at the end of the day it's just it's fun so yeah
1: yeah card collecting or investing or just the hobby is not like an every man for himself even though even though competition and and like
0: like don't we, get me wrong, we if we're wanna... negotiating for a card, and I and I want it cheaper. I might, you know, we might have a little rough negotiation, but at right. the end of the day, we're both card guys, and we yes. both want to maximize our money and we get, get it. the best deal. You know, so it's there's uh, mutual respects, you know, in, yeah. in the hobby, and that's what I like about it because regardless of what's going on, whether you know we you've been in six months or two years you know like you have men it's still you know hey how's it going you know we catch up and then yeah. we talk cards you know and it's it's a good time and that's what it is you know that's it's fun so
1: yeah it's it's relational it's not just yeah. one deal mm-hmm. or one product yeah. it's yeah and it's a I small mean, community like yeah it, you go to the national you know a lot of people Yeah, I'm sure
0: it's funny because like especially earlier on when I first started working here I had done the breaks so I'm sure a lot of the listeners that are familiar with breaks will know, like if you're hosting a break, you're on camera, people are staring at you. You have no clue who's just like this. People are listening to us, but they can't, you know, like we don't know who they are, how many people are listening. Right. So you're talking to a blank screen, essentially opening cards. And, and I kind of lost my train of thought there, but like, what was the question about
1: like knowing people and feeling like oh, yeah. a so lot of people like, know who you are from going different to the national? Yeah, like
0: that first first year or two that I went with Keith, it's like, Hey, write out, write out's car. It's like, What's up? I'm like, Who the heck are you, man? Like, <laughs> one, of, one of the guys, one of the most memorable moments, there's a guy walked up, it was in Cleveland, and I just feel this big old mitt on my shoulder. and I turn around and I'm looking at some guy's stomach, and I look up and I'm like, Wow, this guy's big. <laughs> Like, hopefully he doesn't have a problem with me because I don't know who you are. And he's like, hey, right out, so nice to me. I'm like, hold on, who are you, you know? That's so, so cool. So, yeah, yeah, you definitely have that. And, you know, people, because I've been connected with the shop or I did the online side, like, because, you know, it's, I'm behind the screen. I'm shipping on eBay or I'm, yeah. you know, it's new heart cards. It's not right out cards. So, like people are be like, oh, right, that's who you, like, they'll make the connection, like, oh, okay, you know, like, and mm-hmm. most generally, like, they were in my, one of my breaks in 2014, and, Okay, you know, they bought a card off our eBay, and they're like, oh, I didn't know you worked there, you know, it's so, yeah. you know, a lot of times, they run in, even, like, the connections, like, you know, just meeting people, I mean, met Brad, like, through breaks, doing mm-hmm. breaks and, and stuff, Brad Ziegler, who was a pitcher for the Marlins and Athletics, okay. Um Trevor Bauer, who, you know, he went through his stuff. that yeah. was with Indians for a while, and, and one of the guys that works here, staff, was the former Ohio State pitching coach who okay. was drafted in the big leagues, and one of his best friends, Kevin Long, the heading coach for the Phillies. So, you know, it's yeah. the connections. It's like, at the end of the day, we're just all normal dudes. You know, life took us on different paths, but cards bring us all back together. And it's like, me and my normal life, whether it be the military or whatever I was going to do, I wouldn't have had a chance to meet any of those guys. The cards of all things, cards is what allowed me to meet those guys. Awesome. It's like really, like know, yeah, I, I would have, I w- I would have not taken myself serious if I'd say at thirty eight I was selling baseball cards for a living. <laughs> right? And they're like, man, I, I really screwed up in life, didn't I? Like, we yeah. you know, like, but at at the end of the day, like, selling no, like, sports cards life, to right? people all over the world, yeah. really like, for a living. I mean, it's it's wild because like, and and too, like the people, like the the parents or the family of athletes that buy their cards. It to me oh. that's so cool, like. You know, like, oh, that's so-and-so's dad. He just bought his card or, you know, you're shipping to Keith Oberman or, you know, one of those guys. And it's like, oh, I nice. know you're on ESPN or whatever. And it's like, you're still a baseball card collector at the end of the day. So.
1: Okay, so I have a, a same question I posed to Keith near the end was, uh-huh. like, the overall market since it boomed, you know, in COVID, the last nine months or so been more of a struggle or correction, like, what how, What would you say, like, hey, pay attention to this, or learn this from it, or...
0: So, my my advice, I guess, going forward, if you feel like the last six to eight months were hard, or weren't fun, then you hadn't been in cards for very long. Right. Because what we're seeing now, like, not saying this is what it was like two or three years ago, or th- four, you know, four or five years ago, but... You know, cards didn't, weren't worth a million dollars <laughs> the moment they came out of the pack, regardless <clears> who <throat> was on it. Like, nowadays, it's like, oh, this, well, that's a 700L, like, it wasn't like that. So, we're right. seeing that again to where, realistically, you know, things are having more realistic values. Things are, because there are 50,000 of this, just because there are, you know, 10,000 PSA 10s doesn't mean it's that big of a car. You know, you're seeing yeah. corrections and, and the market kind of controlling itself, I think and you know you always have that with new people coming in and out so going forward if you truly love the hobby and or one, even as an investment the best way is play on rarity look mm-hmm. for limited production inserts serial number mm-hmm. stuff you know grading is going to be a big part you know look for the value in grading don't just send everything to grade you know there's, right. there's a million cards out there that you don't I learned that to the hard yeah, way yeah, like, I got
1: base cards and yeah everybody PSA has stuff. to
0: learn something right like I I you know, to kind of go back and learn a lesson. I when I first got into this, you know, as a collector, I think I spent twenty thousand dollars on group breaks in like three months. Mm-hmm. And wow, I get back stateside and I look and it's like, all right, well, I got all these packages, but value wise, there's only two thousand, three thousand dollars here. It's because yeah. I didn't know. Like I just went in and said, oh, that's cool, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Or you know, so like I didn't do my research. So you know, after being in it this long pay attention to what products are coming out, what products historically sell well, you know, the more limited production stuff, um, the, the the names, I mean, LeBron, Jordan, those guys. The goats. They're not going anywhere, you know, they're going to stay there. Kobe, you know, he's always been in that conversation, his untimely passing only putting more into that conversation, right. you know, it's because it's, you know, with, you know, whether it be the Le- LeBron and Jordan comparison, like who's better, like you mm. will never know. But that drives sports interest, and that drives fans, and that drives collecting. So, like, you know, just play on those guys.
1: Oh, John Moran, What a play! Snatches it. Look at him go up. And just two hands. Oh, wow. He hits his elbow on the backboard. That's what freed the ball. That guy is unbelievable. Guys, hoops and cards, you know, we talk sometimes about, like, absolutely, goats retain their value better long-term, mm-hmm. but we're always wondering who could be the next, and I'm curious, because you follow the NBA, I think, more than that guy. Like, who are some of the guys you think... I have. I think okay. this
0: year I've fallen off a little bit, because I couldn't tell you the first thing about the okay. hand class or anything. Yeah, they don't even um,
1: have real cards yet, but, like, what what uh, young players are you like? Huh, I think...
0: I've, all like, since day one, even regardless of what
1: and we didn't talk before this you guys whatever whatever brian says here this is like this is fresh meat right here information (laughs) for him so
0: uh i've always been a big jaw fan jaws i mean he's when it comes to cards any sport really basketball baseball football offense sells yeah highlight real plays you know the the scoring yeah at the end of the day we're you know, six months later, you're watching a clip, and it's like, how did he even make that shot? Yeah. You know, that's what, for me, Ja had that. Like, Zion, don't get me wrong. Zion's a presence, big body, strong, just gifted and human being. Um, injury prone. Injuries yep. do not stand the test of time when it comes to cards. So
1: Anthony Davis.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, what could be and what has been, you know, there's there's always that expectation of this guy's going to be amazing or great or whatever. And then you get that, like, he ends up being 85%, which is pretty freaking good yeah but still an all-star it's a but a down compared to what you thought so like i always like whenever it comes to like rookies i always cut the top kind of one of their top two guys off like you know i i just for me it's about feel like yeah. as a fan i you know the guy that's going to go out and get you a triple double and get you 10 assists and whatever you know like fill the stat sheet is good but he's not scoring 30 he's not going to be on espn every night on the top right. ten. so right you know Ja was that guy for me um market is a big one yeah you know, like taking out global players, players. maybe you or know, like global players anytime you have like uh, uh you know an asian a player that takes off in the asian markets like i mean that's a strong mm. market european market's pretty strong for like dirk and luca luca and those guys so you know i like i i think over time you know luca's one of those with health you know that european game like it plays well in today's nba yeah and I mean, look at guys like Ginobili and Dirk. How long, like the longevity? If yeah. Luka has that longevity, I mean, the sky's the limit for that. For that yeah. team, you know. And it's it's amazing. Like there's a lot of good young talent. Shea gillis Alexander, love, love him. Love him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bridges, yep. both Bridges. Like I, I was I was kind of on Mikel Bridges because he was kind of it, it, to me. Phoenix just seems like that team that's obviously they got there last year. So you yeah, know, they they were ready to blow up, and I felt like he was like a sneaky addition to where, like, he was going to be cheap because he wasn't, like, a stats, you know, a scorer, you know, a huge... Right,
1: not the first option.
0: Yeah, so, like, you had enough guys to where, like, you could buy low and potentially play it out on yep. somebody like that, play a longer, you know, investment. But Miles Bridges, I mean, that I felt like he had the ability to be a scorer. He just wasn't showcased the right way or something there. Yep. And this, you know, early, at least I haven't followed later in the year, but earlier in the year, I mean, he was lights out he's so. still doing it okay, I, I think happy. he's an all-star he, he he's deserving pretty, pretty good in that, and you know. it's not
1: just when lamello's in like if, yeah. if Lamelo's out miles will still get 20 and 10 like yeah. he's still yeah he's a beast so I mean, love even him.
0: lamello like you know to speak on him a little bit the something i was watching the other night like one of the worst three-point shots i've ever seen in my life right <laughs> when he came into the league and yeah he's one of the better three-point shooters now yeah, yeah. right there young guy motivated he's what 20 he maybe 19 like you know if he stays healthy you know he has i always felt like he was the jason kid you know like yeah. he had some of that playmaking ability where he could become a good point guard or a good facilitator and still give you 30 if he wanted to yeah so like there if you can get a guy like i mean scoring's always going to king but anytime a guy can fill a stat sheet or you know be in the top 10 every night then it's going to be a good thing and the NBA is such a global game that yeah. you know, whether it be 10, 20, 30 years, I think the window's big on that. So, you know,
1: And you have a point about the top 10 plays on SportsCenter. Yeah. Like, I can only see so many long threes, but when John ja Morant goes with some of these crazy dunks.
0: Yeah, or and... like last night, he uh, the whistle blew. Four seconds later, the ball goes in the hoop, and he's, like, walking away. It's like, how did he, he just literally threw it up, and it, went, I mean, it didn't count yep. for nothing. But I've seen it six times on ESPN today. And it's right. like, that right there, whether – it's a moment. Whatever it is, it, it's attention. Attention sells, right? Yeah. And I hate to say it in, a, in the world we live in, like, the shorter that, you know, the attention spans are shorter and shorter, mm-hmm. so that's why the top ten, or that's why the highlight reels work really well, because you can kind of stay on top of who's hot and who's not. Yeah,
1: that's you even know? why new products are so high when they first come mm-hmm. out, because it's that moment. Yeah. It's, it's the news.
0: It's, yeah, it's the attention, yeah, everybody's expecting that release, and... <sighs> You know, from the true collecting side, you have the set builders, you have the collectors, so, like, those insert sets, especially, like, base-heavy products, you know, yeah. or whatever, like, people want to collect the insert sets. There still is that core base set building. Group, right. But then you have the flippers, or you have, you know, the other guys that are ripping it to try to make a buck, or, you know, pull a Evan Mobley or whatever, and then sell the rest and buy another box or whatever, you know, it's, there's nothing right. better than pulling a big card for yourself. It's pretty expensive sometimes, but it is nothing greater than that, and, I think that's like getting me into like when I first got into it, doing breaks and not having to put that money out myself because I've done that so much that I was kind of like, all right, I've spent a lot of money and it's cool, but they're opening my cards. I'm not like, I just get packaged. So once I started doing the breaks, I got to get the excitement of opening everything and it wasn't my money. Yeah. So like that, even you know, like,
1: and hopefully you made a little bit of money at least doing it. But according
0: according to my wife, you know, I didn't make anything because I (laughs) get it right back. But I, the (laughs) whole point of doing breaks, if if I sold three cases, then that means that I had four or five hundred bucks to spend on my on my collection at the end of the day. So,
1: so do you? Here is what I, I don't spend a lot on wax, but I will watch breaks online just to get that same thrill of seeing what somebody else ripped or what they brag about. I've watched some of yours too, way back, but.
0: so it's like for me it's like you know two for one because I watch it to get the excitement and two I'm learning about the product without having to spend the money myself right I know okay well this insert comes one a box or one every you know three boxes based on you know the checklist or whatever I'm looking at and what I've seen or if yep. I'm looking on forums okay this guy ripped six boxes these are his hits now I haven't spent a dollar and I at least know whether it be for my own personal buying singles or the shop buying deals or just being able to educate the customer on hey like don't necessarily take my word, but I saw this, and, you know, you get to know people after a while. You kind of know what people like, yeah. what they buy, so it allows me to be like, hey, this isn't really your product. Like, don't get me wrong. If you want to take a chance, you can hit some cool stuff or whatever, but yeah. I think you would like this more, and I haven't spent a single dollar, but I've, I've provided, provided value to the customers. I've learned about the cars myself. Like, there's yeah. more to it for me, so I sit there all night, watch YouTube. I look at, yeah. I tell, you know, Keith all the time, guys, you know, I sit in. In bed at night, I'll go to bed at like eleven o'clock, and then I'll fall asleep at like one thirty. Because from okay. like eleven to one thirty, I'm looking at. EBay. It's better than Netflix. You know, yeah, <laughs> like watching like a live for- and eBay. Like I'm like, okay. What's newly yeah. listed or hey, that's yeah. a good deal. I'm gonna buy that all of a You know, it's like spur of the moment. Because I look at cards every day here, and I don't because I'm buying for the shop. I don't really buy for myself. So right, that's I on your that. own time. Yeah. So it's <laughs> awesome, but it's, it you know. It, It keeps me up on stuff and because I don't rent much myself anymore either. I do more thrifting and collecting video games now. Okay. And I still collect cards, but I do this every day. So when the market went way up, I was like, hey, my money's better spent elsewhere. Sorry, guys. Like, I'm spending something for sure.
1: Awesome. Well, Brian, thanks so much for joining oh, no us no on problem, Hoops man. and Cards. And thanks, like, personally, uh, encouraging maybe. me every time I'm here. I know it hasn't been I'm a lot you're lately. i you but... this. Like, this
0: is awesome, man. I, I want to see, like, I know you reached out and said you got back into cards. And your son was a yeah, yeah. into it. And on eBay, you know, that was probably six, seven months ago, I think, at least when we talked, and yeah. to see that, you know, you're getting into it and, and doing this. And I
1: it. wish I had started it sooner, because I'm meeting yeah. so many great people. That's you guys, Hoops and Cards, yeah. like, meeting so many great All people. All 10
0: million of you listening, right. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> Yep, any of my family members listening right now? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, but dude, thank of the day, you yeah. Count on
0: your friends and family and that's all you need, right? Right, so, that's right uh, No problem, man, I appreciate you having me on And anytime I can help out, dude Awesome, so, well, yeah. I'll be back Sounds good Alright, alright, thanks No problem There it is, the first career 50 point game For the dominant Joel
1: MV John McLean, NYPD Are you Alright Yes. Laundry day.